Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light, The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 2 Continued, Extraordinary in Her Sacrifice. In April 1942, when Mother Teresa made this remarkable vow, the involvement of India in World War II was disrupting the life of her community and school, and her resolve not to refuse God anything would be put to the test. The British Army requisitioned St. Mary's School as a military hospital, and as a result, all nuns and boarders had to leave Calcutta. The English section of the school was moved to Simla, while the Bengali section, with about a hundred boarding girls, was evacuated to Morapai. A few months later, the Bengali section returned to Calcutta and resumed school activities in rented quarters until 1946. One of the boarders remembered the decisive role Mother Teresa played in those difficult years. At that time, our financial condition was very bad. Loretto's sisters used to look after us. We were depending on them. Mother used to help us in education. She used to do many things for the girls. When there was no place in 15 Convent Road, either to sleep or study, she started looking for places. After that, she found a place at 14 Canal Street. The building had four big rooms and a hall. She rented those rooms. Every day in the morning, she used to go with the girls there. They used to stay there the whole day, bathing, studying, and spend the whole day there. In the evening, as soon as the classes were over, Mother used to take us back to St. Mary's School on Convent Road. As the number of nuns caring for the boarders was reduced, most of the practical concerns, most of the practical concerns for running the house fell on Mother Teresa's shoulders. In addition to her already demanding duties of teaching classes and overseeing the girls, after a few months of bearing these responsibilities, she became seriously ill. In September. 1942, a Croatian missionary in Bengal reported, Mother Teresa was very sick, so they do not have much hope that she would survive. But now she is again on her feet and works for ten. One of her pupils enriches this account with some details. During World War II, there was no teacher from class four to class 10. Mother took all the classes and she kept us busy in order to make us forget and overcome our fear. Added to these hardships was the Bengal famine of 1942 to 43, which took the lives of at least 2 million people. As the sisters and students began to suffer from food shortages, Mother Teresa, who had pledged to refuse nothing to God, 
in turn, trusted that God would not refuse anything to her. One of her former students remembers, one day, there was no food left. At 8 a.m., Mother Teresa told us, I am going out, children. You stay in the chapel and pray. By 4 p.m., the go-down was full of different kinds of vegetables. We could not believe our eyes. In 1944, Mother Teresa was appointed the principal of St. Mary's, as well as the de facto superior of the Daughters of St. Anne, the Bengali congregation affiliated with Loreto. She welcomed these new duties as coming from the hand of God. Though efficient and exacting in carrying out her responsibilities, she was not stricter with others than she was with herself. Her example inspired those around her. One of her sisters noted, she is an utterly selfless creature. She is extraordinary in her sacrifice. She can do anything for the love of God, endure any humiliation or suffering. In her readiness to meet every manifestation of God's will with an eager yes, Mother Teresa at times ventured into very perilous situations. In August 1946, the Hindu-Muslim conflict broke out in Calcutta, unleashing massive violence. The Day of Great Killing, as it was later called, left 5,000 dead on the streets and at least 10 times more wounded. All activities in the city, including the provision of food, were stopped. Compelled by the needs of her pupils, Mother Teresa decided to leave the safety of the convent walls in search of food. I went out from St. Mary's. I had 300 girls in the boarding school, and we had nothing to eat. We were not supposed to go out into the streets, but I went anyway. Then I saw the bodies on the streets, stabbed, beaten, lying there in strange positions in their dried blood. We had been behind our safe walls. We knew that there had been rioting. People had been jumping over our walls, first a Hindu, then a Muslim. We took in each one and helped him to escape safely. When I went out on the street, only then did I see the death that was following them. A lorry full of soldiers stopped me and told me I should not be out on the street. No one should be out, they said. I told them I had to come out and take the risk. I had 300 students who had nothing to eat. The soldiers had rice, and they drove me back to the school and unloaded bags of rice. It was not Mother Teresa's superiors who demanded or expected that she put her life at risk, nor did her responsibility for the girls under her charge oblige her to brave the streets of the blood-bathed city. Rather, she chose to go. In the depths of her heart, she may have perceived the call of the one to whom she had pledged to give anything that he might ask, and she would not refuse. 
she entrusted herself to his providential intervention, and her trust was rewarded. There may have been many moments when her fidelity to her private vow was challenged, but with each new yes, she emerged more intimately united with the Lord, to whom she was already to give even life itself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the great things about Mother Teresa is her magnanimity, that is, her great-souledness. She did great things for God. She tried to do great things for God. She wanted to do something beautiful for God. And how does this magnanimity fit with her humility? Well, humility is based on our weakness. It's based on self-knowledge of our limitedness. And humility holds us back, restrains us from going after things that are beyond us. But what about things that are not beyond us? What about great and difficult things which we're supposed to go after? What will that be based on? Not our own weakness, not our own selves, but on the power of God, on the love of Jesus Christ. And this is what Mother Teresa's magnanimity, her going out into the bloody streets of Calcutta after 5,000 people had been killed, going out when no one was supposed to be out there, when it was scary, going out there to find food. Again, not commanded by her superiors. This was her own initiative. That's a great thing to do. And then to tell the soldiers what she was doing and that she had to be out there. And they were so impressed that they got her into the van and they took rice and everything to the 300 girls. Mother Teresa was not afraid because she was working for the Lord. She was working for Jesus. And she knows his power. She knows his infinite power. And because she had pledged herself to him, she knew that he would not be outdone in generosity. She was his spouse. And if she was his spouse, and he cannot go back on his word, then he will be true to her in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. And we need to take from this that the same Lord will look after us. In good times and in bad, we are his and he is ours. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.